are going to continue our current sermon series on mental health. In the first week, we saw how we need to fight back when we are emotionally challenged. And then the second week, we saw that we need to foresee the danger that is coming over our lives and over our families, and that danger is called what is the danger called? Mental illness. Are you with me? The second week we talked about it. Okay, now I understand why you didn't answer. I ask you to not to take notes, right? Wow. I know for sure, yeah. Now you don't remember. <laughs> so the second week we talked about how we need to foresee the danger of mental illness coming over our lives and coming over our families. And we also discussed how God could protect our lives. And last week we learned that we should not allow our flesh to control our mind. Can you all touch your flesh? Touch and see whether he or she is there, alive, yes? So we realized that we should not allow our flesh in terms of fear, in terms of disobedience, in terms of anger, in terms of bitterness, in terms of unforgiveness, we should not allow our flesh to control our mind. If we do so, those things will lead us towards mental illness. So today we talk about in what way devil can cause some of the most common mental illnesses in our lives. So we are going to talk about and we are going to find out how we can overcome such attacks in our lives. You know, at times when we go through and when we deal with all these challenges in our lives, you know, it becomes difficult to handle the situation because we really do not know what is the cause of the emotional struggles that we are going through in our lives. And this morning we want to talk about devil. And I, know I hate talking about devil. We don't why you should talk about devil. But at the same time, we also need to know what devil can do in your life and my life. So devil causes some of the most common mental illnesses. And how can we overcome those things? That's what we are going to talk about. We are talking about some of the real struggles as a family, as individuals we are going through now in our lives. But the good news is, God can work along with you if you know the word of God, if you know what, in what way God can help you in your mental struggle, God can work along with you in, during your struggle and deliver you, deliver all of us so that God's purpose can be accomplished on our lives. How many of you believe that God has a purpose in your life? Can you say, see your hands? Not all of you. God has a purpose in our lives. God has a purpose. I'll talk about that a little later this morning. Remember, we are living in a fallen world. The person behind the fallen world is the devil. And devil doesn't want us to fulfill the purpose of God. Devil want us, doesn't want us to operate with the full potential in our lives. He attacks us. And he makes us ineffective so that effectively we cannot accomplish the purpose for which God had sent each one of us to this world. You know, we all believe that God sent Son Jesus with a purpose to the face of this earth. 
If that is true, today God has sent you and me on the face, to the face of this earth with a purpose. He brings sickness on our family, in our family. If that doesn't work, he brings family confusion, family struggles, family issues. If that doesn't work, he brings in mental illness. You know, devil's plans always negate or contradict the plan of God. We need to know this very clearly. Devil always negates the plans of God. You remember the same devil who was a worshiper once and he lost his position and then God created the human being and God took the glory which was upon him and gave the glory to human being thinking that they will do his purpose, they will worship God. But before even he realized, man realized that he has the glory of God upon him. He lost it in the Garden of Eden. But through the mercy of God, through the grace of God, through Lord Jesus Christ, God has chosen you and me, his own special people, to function with the same glory that was lost in the Garden of Eden. But the devil wants us not to be used by God. Because he always tries to do something that is against the plan of God. In your life, you know, God has planned something. And if those things are not happening in your life, there is somebody against the plan of God that he is devil himself. He corrupts our minds. If not, he takes control. He takes possession of our mind. And he brings what is known as mental illness in, in our lives. We need to attack, we need to realize the attacks of the enemy. The effective way the enemy is operating today in the lives of even the children of God by attacking their minds. And we as children of God, we need to identify and we need to counterattack the devil in order to escape from the mental struggles that we are dealing with. This morning I would like to title my sermon as Devil's Attack on Mind. Devil's Attack on Mind. An attack the devil takes over your mind. An attack with which devil directly attacks your mind. That's what we want to talk about this morning. Who is the attacker here? The devil. The devil is the attacker. You know, when I refer devil, I'm not really re only referring to Lucifer and the fallen angels. I'm not just referring only to those two, the Lucifer and the fallen angels. I'm also referring to the very nature of the fallen world. I'm also referring to our flesh. Our flesh doesn't belong to God. Our flesh, I mean, our body belongs to God. But when we die, the flesh doesn't go to heaven. The flesh is buried. The flesh goes to the mud. And God is interested in your soul in your inside than your outside. You know, God wants you to take care of your inner man, inner woman, then you take care of your outside. And devil is here making an attempt to attack you and attack your families, our ability to, to function with full effectiveness is not in our body. Our ability to function with full effectiveness is in our inner person. You know, on the outside, we can never be more stronger than what we are inside. On the outside, we can never be more stronger than what we are inside of us. Enemy attacks the inner person. Enemy attacks the inner man. 
so that we lose our potential to function in wholeness you know that's the objective of the devil that's the objective of the enemy he attacks our minds he attacks our thoughts he steals our time he kills our desires he destroys all our potential with which we are able to function he throws negative thoughts in our, on our way he fills our minds with corruption he fills our mind with low self esteem he fills our minds with worry and anxiety he makes us inadequate not capable he makes us unworthy and he proves that you and i have do no purpose on the face of this earth devil does all these things he doesn't touch our body but he touches our mind and when our mind is touched we lose our strength on the outside in the outside and god is calling us this morning to counter attack the tactics the tactics of the enemy that eventually leads to mental illness first of all god wants our thoughts and our attitudes of our mind to remain positive God wants our thoughts and our attitudes to remain positive. If we lose that, we will not be able to fulfill, we will not be able to live in the fullness that God expects us to live. But our nature, our flesh, the devil himself attacks our minds with negative thoughts. So number 1 we are going to talk about negative thoughts. You know that's a dangerous enemy the devil the dangerous weapon that the devil uses to attack our minds can you all say our minds always we feel like complaining about something i'm talking about negative things that's going on in your life i'm not really talking about any of you in specific but i'm not i'm talking about generally and you know i have many of those things that when i listed them down and you may have it and this morning but god wants us to identify those things sometimes we feel like complaining about everything we have complaints this is good this is not good that's not good we have complaints you know when things are not good probably you know we need to tell that they are not good but you know at times listen to me at times you know always we have a tendency in our lives to complain and we say that there is not enough time if anything that we want to get done we always say come with an excuse no i don't have time i don't have time for anything you're talking about the negative thoughts that's running in our minds and at times we say that i am totally inadequate i am not capable of doing anything we say that you know no this world is not a good place you know as if we belong to somewhere some other world we always say that no 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 this world is not a place that i need to be in and sometimes we feel that i'm a total failure i just lost everything in my life i don't know even know what i'm doing I don't know even know what I'm here for. And we also say that you know no one cares about me. No one takes care of me. You know many of these thoughts go around in our lives. Nobody talks to me. No one even ever know that you know, I'm living in this city. No one worries worries about me. Many times we also think what others think about us. Negative thoughts. What others think about us. you know for the matter of truth is no one else has time to think about you and even if they are not having time to think of positive things of our lives when do they have time to think about negative things about us no they don't think that way negative thoughts and when the devil attacks our lives with all these negative thoughts we lose our ability to function 
with the full potential you know this morning i want you to listen to me this is important you know many of our lives god has great plans many of our lives you know we are not in the position where god wants us to be in we are not doing exactly what god had made us to do but the reason is you know there is so much of negativism within us when the devil attacks us with the negative thoughts we need to guard our hearts our heart is so precious shall we read proverbs chapter 20 verse chapter 4 verse 23 reading from niv let's read that together proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 above all else can you read that with me above all else guard your heart why for everything you do flows from it above everything guard your heart do not allow these negative thoughts enter into your life. Protect your heart. Guard your heart. Why? Because everything that you do flows from your heart. If your heart is not protected, if there is so much of negativity inside your heart, anything that you try to do, it will be negative. It's not going to result in anything good. You know, this morning, children of God, the number one thing that you need to take care, I need to take care in my life, is we need to protect our thoughts. Do not cultivate bad thoughts. Do not cultivate evil thoughts. The moment you are hit with the evil thought, switch. Turn your side. Flip the page and come back to God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Can we read that together? Finally, brethren, shall we read that together? Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good of good report if there next slide if there is any virtue and if there is anything prize worthy meditate on these things you know word of god clearly instructs us to meditate fill your heart with anything that is good anything that is lovely anything that is pure anything that is noble anything that is prize worthy think about those things how many of us struggled with the thought in our lives? We get up from the bed, but we don't really you know, feel like getting up from the bed. We roll up and down. What is running through our minds during that time? When we drive our car, what is running through our minds? When we drive the car, when we have some free time from leisure time, what is that going through in our minds? What we have inside is what flows outside. That's what the word of God says. So number one, we need to take control over our thoughts. We should not allow the devil to lead us astray away from God. Secondly, many times we think very low about ourselves. This is devil's another tactic so that we cannot be effective for God. We think so low about ourselves. We really think lower than what we are really, what we really are. Listen to me this morning. You know, in spite of God creating us in his own image, God giving us his glory, Bible says he made us fearfully and wonderfully, God created us. And at times we think so low about us and we get discouraged. Psalm 139 verse 14, let's read that again. We know the scripture. I will praise you. Can you read that together as we give praise to God? I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. And why is that thought in your life? 
Why do we feel so low about our lives? Low self-esteem, low self-esteem is the number two reason how devil get access to our mind. When God created us, we were created in perfect fellowship with God, perfect communion and companionship with God. You remember the story in the Garden of Eden when God created, when God used to come in the cool of the day and Adam used to walk in the garden and they, they, they both used to talk to each other as friends. The companionship they had and guilt and shame and remorse, they become part of our lives. The moment Man fell from the grace of God. Remember, he sinned and walked away from God. Because of that guilt, because of that shame, today we think so low about us. We always question our ability. Before even others say something in our lives, we question our ability. We are so afraid to start doing it. You know, I want you to realize how important we are. How helpless we are. We are so afraid to, to start something because we are so afraid that how am I going to accomplish it? How am I going to finish it? It may be just a small project. It may be just a higher study. It may be a new skill that you need to develop. We are so afraid to put our hands. On the, on the other day, I was talking to somebody that somebody wants to learn guitar and he wants to learn guitar just all of a sudden. How much time it takes Josh to learn guitar? Lifetime? Oh, oh, that's what you said? Okay. <laughs> he is cleverer than me. <laughs> it takes a lifetime. I'm still trying to learn. You would have realized all the struggles that I had this morning, right? Still trying to learn. You know, we are so afraid to put any effort. How many of you send your children to, send, uh, to learn music? Can I see your hands? One, two, three. Good, good. Good, right? Make sure that they are plugged into a music lesson, something, right, as they grow. So that's very, very important for our children of God, for a family of God. You know, that skill will really help you to sit together as a family and as they play the instrument, you can praise God, right? And adults too, get into that. Take the guitar, take the, you know, uh, uh, guitar lesson, music lesson, you know, some kind of lesson, instrument lessons so that you can excel in those areas. You can just do very well. Let's not be afraid. This morning we are talking about, uh, you know, we, we cannot become, be, we, not, we, we cannot have low self-esteem. At times, you know, we struggle with poor image, self-image. Listen to me. You know how much time we stand in front of the mirror? And after trying to do all the things that we could do, we turn away in frustration. Nothing is working. Tried everything. Tried different creams. Tried different gels, right? So nothing is working. At times we feel that we are so fat, we are so ugly, we are so short, we are so tall, low self-esteem, and eventually we say that I'm not worthy, Lord. I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. People don't like me. How do we know? You're talking about having negative thoughts and having low self-esteem. We at times compare ourselves with others and say that I'm not like somebody. I'm not like that person. Many times we worry about what we do here. How do I speak? How do I share? How do I stand before? 
How do I sing? God may turn our eyes to worry about who is sitting there. Let's not worry about us. Otherwise, God cannot use us. God cannot do anything with us. I thank God for Dulcia. She's such a little girl. She's able to come and stand here and sing boldly. That boldness, you know, she's developing within her. Parents and us, elders, you know, see, we are trying to help her to come out of that shell. That's what we try to do, those who are willing. And as parents, you need to do that. You have a responsibility. Because of so low self-esteem, we tend to please people instead of being authentic, instead of being who you are. You try to please people because you feel that if I don't say this way, if I don't behave this way, they are not going to like me. And you change yourself, the very purpose that God had created you. You are altering that because you want to please people. That comes in your life because you have the self-esteem issue going on in your life. You consider yourself so low. No one likes me. I can't make friends. You know, this morning God is speaking to us. These are things if we keep holding in our lives, they will eventually lead us towards mental illness. When the devil attacks us with such lies, we need to counterattack the devil. Can we just take hold of the scriptures and the word of God, the sword of the spirit this morning? God has a plan for you. Shall we read the scripture that we know very well? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. I want you to read with understanding as we read. Shall we read that together? For... I know, I know for sure the thoughts that I think toward you. God says, I know for sure that the, I, the thoughts that I think towards you, I think about you, says the Lord. What are those thoughts? Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. You know, that's what God says. That's what is the plan of God on, in your life. And this morning, God wants us to realize that we have a purpose for being alive on the face of this earth. I want to read the scripture, part of the scripture, Esther, chapter 4, verse 14. Mordecai came to Esther, and this is what Mordecai told Esther. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I want you to ask this question to yourself. Who knows? I'm here in the city of Halifax in Canada. For a time such as this, you know, I believe that God has a purpose in each one of our lives. God has a plan for you. God has a future for you. And that's a blessed future according to the, in the sight of God. And God wants you to tell to yourself that who knows? Can you say that? Who knows? For I am here in Halifax. I am here wherever you are for a time such as this. You know, this morning God wants us to realize the potential that we have inside of us. Another tactic that the devil follows is to bring laziness, sluggishness within us. You know, we are motivated basically to waste our time on the face of this earth. We all do. And at times I end up in doing it and I'm so scared and when and I turn back and to see, God, I wasted my time in my life. And by doing this, we become ineffective human beings on the face of this earth. Number three, feeling lethargic. At times, we don't feel like doing anything. Lethargy is lack of energy and enthusiasm to do something physically or mentally. At times, you know, we are so lazy and we don't feel like doing anything useful. This morning, God is speaking to us. 
Most of the time, fatigue that is caused by the things that is happening in the, on the face of this earth. And we become so tired of those things. We lose the interest and we don't feel like enjoying the life that God has given in our lives. At times we feel so lazy. At times we don't feel like doing anything. We are not alert. Our mind is not alert. When the food is cooked and wife has to call us, how many times? Ten times. The food is getting cold. Can you please come? We don't listen. We don't hear. Maybe we are busy with something else. Or our mind is not at all alert. This morning God is telling us that we need to be alertful. We need to have that physical energy. We cannot allow sluggishness and lethargy to control our lives. Children of God, God had me and created us for a purpose, with a purpose. There are times we need to bury our routine because there is more potential than our routine inside of us. You know, some of us are used to do the same thing every day and we are very comfortable doing those things. But God is telling us this morning, you have more potential in your life. Remember, devil wants us to stop everything, but God wants us to start everything. God wants us to have full energy in doing the work of God as well as everything that we do on the face of this earth. Think about this. If our God becomes tired, what will happen? If our God becomes tired, where do we go? Bible says, let's read this, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 22 and 28 and 29. Have you not known, can you read that with me? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. How alert our God is. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He's always available for you. He doesn't want us to stop doing anything. Something that God wants you to do because it's good for your future. It's good for your family. It's good for the church. It's good for the work of God. It is the good, it's good for the community. And God wants you to go ahead and do it. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Let's not become tired in doing good things. Let's read one more scripture, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13. But as for you, can you read that together? Brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. Keep doing. Let's not become tired. God wants us to do certain things, specific things, and God expects you to come out of it. May it be just, you know, learning something new. Let's not stop. Let's not allow our laziness to take over. Let's learn whatever we are supposed to learn. It may be joining a new course, new program. Whatever God wants you to do, whatever you desire to do, just start doing it. You know, this morning I want you to listen to me. It's, it's very much, you know, it's, it's, it's very much among the people of God especially. How many times we register for the program and we don't follow it through? How many times we may send the application but we don't make the payment? How many times we approach somebody for something, but then, you know, we don't follow it up through. And this morning, God is expecting you to do, because we are losing our days, we are losing our time, we are losing our potential, and God wants us to do anything that needs to be done so that it will work out good for your life. May it be concerning your career. 
that you are trying to get a new job, but unless you develop the new skill, there is no way you are going to be recognized and God wants you to start doing it. Not only then, God wants us to live a happy life. This morning we are talking about the attacks that are coming without our knowledge. They affect our emotions. They affect our mind. And eventually, you realize that nothing is happening and eventually we end up in mental illness. God wants us to have a happy life. Psalm 128 verse 2. Shall we read the scripture? When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. Do your hard work. And when we work hard, and when we eat the benefit of our half our hard work, we should be happy. And if that happiness is gone, that's not according to the plan of God, somebody negated the plan of God in your life. This morning I want to ask a straight question. Are you happy? Is your family life is filled with happiness? Are you able to rejoice your life with the spouse that God has given you? Are you able to have good time with your children? Are you liking your life? Are you able to live a good life, happy life on the face of this? If not, you know, this morning you need to do something about it. Fear, worry, and anxiety are the weapons that devil uses to destroy your joy. Because devil contradicts the purpose of God. Purpose of God is that you don't need to be anxious. You should be rejoicing. You should be joyful. That's the purpose of God. Worrying for unknown reasons. Worrying about future. Unstable conditions, you know, cause worry to us. And we eventually, we are not able to concentrate. We get irritated even for small things. And we are unable to make decisions, proper decisions in our lives. Certain situations and certain events, even though they are not dangerous, but we look at them as very dangerous things in our lives. And we worry about. Some of us worry about the events that are ahead of us. What is in your schedule next week? Maybe you have a meeting to handle. Maybe you have a sermon to a lecture to deliver. Maybe you have something else, you know, we worry about it and we lose our present because we worry about tomorrow. And this morning God is telling us, these worries not allowing us to live in our full potential. We need to realize this is an attack of the devil, attack of the flesh, attack of the fallen world that we are living in. And we need to seek God's help. Bible says, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 8, we need to cast all our care upon whom? Upon Jesus upon God. Shall we read that first Peter 5, 6, and 8? Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. It will come. It will come in its own time. Until now, if, even if you roll up upside down, even if you fast and pray for 100 days, it will come in its time. You need to pray for it. That's fine, but do not worry about it. That's what God says. That's what exactly the word of God says, casting all your care upon Jesus, for he takes care of you. If we have faith in God, that's what we're supposed to do. We should cast all our care upon God. 
There is no point in worrying about it. There is no point in worrying about your future. No point in worrying about your children or your husband and what things are going to happen in your life. We don't have any control after all. God is in control. God wants us to have a cheerful heart. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22. Reading from NIV. A cheerful heart is a good medicine. A cheerful heart is a good medicine. Now I'm sure medical science would say that your happiness, your unhappiness, your anxiety, your worry is the major cause of many of the diseases that we handle in our body today. Scripture is very correct. Cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. Not only on the flesh, not only the, it dries the flesh, it even gets into the bone. This morning God is telling us not to be anxious, not to be anxious. Finally, God has a great purpose for you and for me. <laughs> but the devil tries to negate the plan of God and negate the purpose of God in our lives. Devil makes people to believe in his lies. Devil is a liar. We know that he is the father of lies. And he wants us to believe in his lies. And he says, God really doesn't really care for you. The lie of the enemy, the lie of the devil. God really doesn't care for you. You know, nothing in your life is going to happen according to the plan of God. How do you know what is the plan of God for your life? What, how do you know what is the will of God for your life? But that's what you hear, keep hearing. Nothing is going to happen according to the plan of God in your life. There is no point in following God. There is no point in crying out to God. Sometimes you hear the lies saying that God doesn't have anything to say in your life. Sometimes we also hear whatever happens, it happens just out of luck. Whatever happens, it happens randomly. Take 100 people, there are 70, 60 of them, they have cancerous cells in their body. Who knows who has? It's all happening randomly among people. Sometimes we say that it happens by chance. By chance, probability. Lies of the enemy and God is telling us this morning that we should not believe the lies of the devil. Devil makes us to believe that there is no purpose of God for you on the face of this earth. Devil negates the purpose of God. Devil contradicts the purpose of God and eventually he takes us into emotional illness. Finally, no purpose and use. At times we feel constantly we are bored. At times we are here without any purpose. Nothing is satisfying us. We feel whole emptiness inside of us. At times we feel lonely and get cut off from the rest of the people. We are unable to participate in social activities. We just isolate ourselves. And at times we say that life has no meaning. Why am I living on the face of this earth? God has an amazing plan for us, but whereas we are able to see, you know, we are already given ear to the lies of the devil this morning. God wants you to realize that life has no meaning at times we say that, we say that constantly we say, the life is so empty. I'm not really experiencing anything in my life. Total dissatisfaction. I also feel that I'm useless. I'm not, be use, I'm not useful for anyone. Why God created me? We think too much deep into it and we say, my absence is not going to make any difference for anyone 
on the face of this earth. We come to a conclusion. You can put the next slide. Remember, you are alive today on the face of this earth, or you are alive today simply because heaven has a mission for you on the earth. Otherwise, there's no reason why we should be alive today on the face of this earth. Age doesn't matter, health condition doesn't matter, your financial situation doesn't matter. Your, 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 your social status or your status in this nation doesn't matter. You are alive today simply because heaven has a mission for you on the earth. And as children of God, we very easily miss that if we are not very alertful, if you are not very careful. None of us are here without having a task assigned from above. And God wants you to know that this morning. When God spoke to Jeremiah, this is what God said in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. I just close it in two minutes. He said, before I formed you in the womb of your mother, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. The purpose of God in the life of Jeremiah to Paul, the apostle, God said this in Galatians chapter 1 verses 15 and 16. But when it pleased God who separated me from the womb of my mother and called me through his grace. And he goes on, he says in verse 16, to reveal his son in me that I may preach him among the Gentiles. He was very sure about the calling of God in his life. I did not immediately confer with my flesh and blood. He obeyed the call of God. And today, to you and to me, if you want me to tell what God is telling you, prophetically, I can tell you right now from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. This is what God is telling concerning you and me today. This is the purpose of God. This is the plan of God in your life. And God wants you to align your life, align the priorities of your life, so that the purpose of God will be fulfilled in your life. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Can we read that together? But you... It's talking about you and me, your family and my family. It's talking about you, but you are a chosen generation. Can you read that together? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him. What is the purpose? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Once we were living in darkness, once we were standing before the idols, once before going behind the things of this world, but God called you from those darkness into this life according to the heavenly purpose. And what is the purpose? Shall we read that together again? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him. How do you proclaim the praises of him? Through everything that you do in your life. The way you bring up your family, the way you bring up your children, the way you plan for your career, the way you do the higher studies, the way you upgrade your skills, the way you do not allow the negative thoughts to come and occupy your mind, the way you remove fear and worry from your life and allow God to work in your mind. Through all these things, we proclaim the praises of him who called the out of darkness into the marvelous light. We all have a purpose. Just to summarize as we close. Today, the devil is attacking the lives. Today, the devil is very aggressively attacking people around us. And he throws negative thoughts in our lives. And he corrupts our minds and makes us to get discouraged. 
He makes us to think so low about us and we feel that we are inadequate, totally not capable of doing anything effectively. It's a lie of the enemy. He makes us to lose the zeal, the enthusiasm that we have. And at times we think that we are not useful for anyone. He causes us to worry unnecessarily and he easily robs the joy out of our lives, robs the joy out of our family. And he convinces us saying that you don't have any purpose for living on the face of this earth. This morning, God wants us to realize and identify these lies of the enemy. When we do this, God will give us freedom. As the devil is aggressively attacking our minds, when we realize and when we know what to expect, what God is expecting us to do, we will be able to come out of it. And we will be able to live a life that is according to the purpose of God, according to the fullness of God that God expects us to live. And we will be able to accomplish the purpose for which we are today alive on the face of this year. Shall we all just arise this morning?